Everybody, hello! Welcome back to another episode of Movie Mandem. We are the Mandem that like to talk about the movies. Right. I'm one of your hosts, Damien. With me, as always, is my co-host. It's me, Bam. For a second there, you were quiet, and I was like, "Oh, I didn't set you up." No, that's, no and that's my bad. Because if I don't set you up, then you don't if say. You don't say the follow-up thing, then I can't yeah. say it, man. <laughs> um, we are releasing this episode on Emancipation Day. Mm-hmm. Now that's a big day for Jamaicans, Jamaican history, and uh, because it's such a big day for Jamaican history, we thought we would talk about. Jamaican cinema. We're talking yeah. about movies all the time here. Almost um, famous Jamaican movies. <laughs> yeah. And, and we, f- we figured we'd talk about one of our most famous Jamaican movies. Talk about the movie Third World Cup. Yeah. Um, it stars Paul Campbell, Mark Danvers, Carl Bradshaw, the immortal Carl Bradshaw. Uh, Ninja Man is in there as well. Elephant Man. Elephant Man. <laughs> and uh, we thought... Well, Bam thought. Bam, Bam yeah, reached I out. Like we, needed a, we needed a special guest. We needed a special out, guest to talk about. And we figured we must know somebody right, who obviously. is involved in Third World Cup. Sure. Or at least we know somebody who might know somebody. Exactly. So, so I'm very... Surfing out, looking around, finally got in contact with a friend of mine, Randy. I was like, hey, you know anybody in the, in the base who would be... Who would have worked friend of the podcast, Randy. Friend Randy was podcast. on our Independence, Independence Day, Day episode. Podcast. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, how about the director? <laughs> and I was like... Yeah, that can work. work. That can work with that. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I'm introduce you Chris Brown, director of Hello. Third World Cup. Hello, everyone. Happy to be here. Director Chris Brown, thank you for joining us. We're very happy to have you here. Um, it's a it's a very it's a big pleasure. Um, just walking in and creaking the door is my wife, Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> I just really want to meet the director. Okay. Oh, hi. <laughs> hi. How are you? Yeah. Doing? Nice to meet you. Likewise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so we're talking about the movie Third World Cup. Um, we have Chris Brown here to talk about. He's going to give us the ins and outs of this film. And I uh, just want to go through some t- statistics here. So this movie came out in 1999. Mm-hmm. I was three years old. Well, <laughs> I was just, just 10, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so we were little youths. So you didn't catch it then? No, we didn't catch it. From <laughs> I, 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 I caught it maybe a year later on VHS. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. I, I, uh, this was not something that my parents were dragging me out to. I, was ju- I don't think even I'd gone to the cinemas as yet. Oh, yeah. Um, but this came out 1999, and I'm looking here, and you can correct if this is wrong or not. It's a 98-minute movie. Budget of 500,000 Jamaican dollars? No, man. Nobody can make any movie for Jamaican dollars. Okay. Really. Unless 500 it's a, US. Unless it's a short. <laughs> <laughs> 500 US. It's, your, it was, it's, um, it's a 500,000 US dollar budget. Okay. okay. But it went over... Well, hundred thousand mm. ended up being six hundred. Right. What, 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 what put it over the the, the bullet budget? Or? <laughs> There's a lot of guns in the movie. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing about it is, you know, we it's it's a twenty. We shot it in twenty one days. Okay. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, quick turnaround. It's quite fast. Yeah, it is. And um, when 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 we initially when I met with Blackwell because Black Chris Blackwell is the founder of mm-hmm. the film, and he came up when he sold his um record company to Polygram. Mm-hmm. He said, okay, he wanted to make films out of Jamaica, and that way we could promote the music as well. Mm. And so, and I think he cleverly 
um, chose a right budget of half a million dollars. He didn't want to go above half a million dollars mm-hmm. for these movies, mm-hmm. which would then, you know, sell his soundtrack. So that's really what it was. So this is just a, a sneaky way to put Sly and Robbie <laughs> out into the streets. That's basically. right. And, yeah. okay. and, and all his artists, you know. I mean, cause coming off of the back of um, How Did They Come, mm-hmm. which was a massive, um, yeah. you know, sale, album sale. For yeah. So he just... Once you know, once Polygram took it over, he just kind of made a deal with them. Let's mm-hmm. let's just do half million dollar movies. Yeah. Out of Jamaica, obviously that's um, pre to you know um, music videos and mm-hmm. and YouTube and right. all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's, it's a way to market mm-hmm. his music and stuff. So. <laughs> it's it's funny how many movies in the 70s and 80s when they realized how much they could make off of the soundtrack that they started almost that was making the main movies motivation. exclusively yeah like yeah. um like Saturday Night Fever and things like that's that that's right yeah, yeah. That, that was exclusively just like oh we have we have the Bee Gees let's <laughs> let's force them to make an album and yeah but what, yeah. What, what what happens in reverse is that the film is actually good yeah so you wind up making a good movie so on top of it double, yeah. it's a you know it's a win-win yeah for, especially for him and then so you 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 mentioned how did they come and and how that movie um a lot of people quote that as as almost you know not not the birth of reggae but the a big introduction of reggae on the world stage yeah. uh, for yeah. that album yeah um where were you in the world then oh i wasn't even <laughs> not, not even a twinkle not <laughs> even a twinkle in this one where I, your dad my, was. my parents <laughs> my parents would they knew each other i don't know if they were dating at the time um he would have it was that 1972 yeah, yeah that's when it was released yeah he was 9 so th- so, I, so so they've known each other for a long time but i don't think <laughs> i don't think that, kids yeah. were in the picture at that <laughs> point <laughs> um That's yeah but um so you you directed this film and i see it's written by you suzanne fenn and chris salovich uh, salovich okay yeah. um where where did the idea come from i know say that you you had the you know the motivation of the music but the idea to make this movie about a policeman Batman well, well what happened um, back up a bit in mm-hmm. terms of Blackwell made um, Dancehall Queen first okay. right, right? Yeah. Okay. and the producer was Carolyn Pfeiffer <laughs> she's an American but she lived in Jamaica she had um, a company in LA with, with um, Blackwell okay. called Alan Alive and so um, I had uh, so basically Blackwell made Dancehall Queen mm-hmm. first to sell the music yeah and then w- what w- happened? Work spectacular. <laughs> and what happened is, once again, half a million dollar movie, yeah. but it went over budget by. Uh, it was made by Rick and and Don Letts, mm. and that went over budget by double. Went to a million. Wow! The, it, it was a disaster in terms of production. <laughs> you know did did Beanie Man want a bigger quote or something? <laughs> no, it's just I think, I think being English and people were led him astray, and it just went on and oh, on. Okay. And, mm. and, w- and once Blackwell was in, he was sucked in, and so yeah, you had yeah. to finish it right. Yeah, so yeah. I mean. So Carolyn was a producer, and then um, after that, the film did well and did better than the music, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So Blackwell wanted to continue, and so he made. So he said to Carolyn, who was a producer, um, Carolyn came to him with an, a, a story because she was very good friends with um, the bodyguard of Siago, um, policeman. What's mm. his name? Um, oh, um, not, not big up for it. No. Um, 
We'll circle back to that. He's yeah. From, uh, he's from... <laughs> I didn't name it to I know, so yeah. it should come off a minute. But he's from Trenchstone. Mm-hmm. And so he, he, Carolyn said, well, let's, you know, he's, he, he was telling um, Carolyn a lot of stories about his life. He had to kill his brother mm-hmm. um, because his brother was a bad guy and mm-hmm. he was a cop. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. she said, oh, well, let's do, a thinking that they would do a movie mm-hmm. um, based on his story. Okay. Um, but then when it came to Bump, he said, you're not telling his story. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> so Susan Fenn was to write it because she wrote it with um, Ed Wallace, the uh-huh. dancehall queen. Right. Right. And so Susan Fenn got um, the other writer. Um, um, uh, Chris. Chris, Chris Salovich. Salovich, yeah. So mm-hmm. one is French, one is English, right? Okay. So there they are. Two foreigners writing a film okay. about Jamaica. Yeah. Right? So as they do. As they, as they do. Yeah. So. Um, so after they, and then, and then of course the gentleman said, no, I, I'm not going to tell his story. So they're left, you know, wandering in the dark, mm-hmm. you know, and what to do. Mm-hmm. So they had written a script about, um, counterfeit money in Jamaica. Mm, okay. Anyway, Blackwell didn't want to make that film. <laughs> and so Caroline came to me and she'd seen my work. Because I'd done a lot of shots before, mm-hmm. and I worked in LA with her, and you know, so she knew she knew of me, and um, so she said, "All right, Chris, um, you can direct if you rewrite." Okay. Right. And I said, "Well, okay, that sounds <laughs> like a challenge. Okay, I'm up for it." Right. Had you been, you you had written things before? I had about I've done about. Five short films, uh-huh. and, and you I had written I those I write, yourself. I write and produce and direct all my st- all my stuff. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's, I'm not. It wasn't unusual. Right. Okay. And so okay, so she said, okay, Blackwell wants a rewrite, and you have a month. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no pressure. Yeah. No pressure. Go ahead now. <laughs> so I said, oh, okay, that means we have to write five pages a day for yep. a month to yep. fulfill this. Right. So um. So I. Chris Salvovich was in England, so he's out of the picture. And Susan Fenn was in Jamaica. So I had to write it with Suzanne. Mm-hmm. So I said, I met with Suzanne and we talked about it. And I said, Suzanne, forget counterfeit money. That's, mm-hmm. that's not important right no. now. I said, what's important in Jamaica right now is bringing guns into Jamaica. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I said, that should be the criteria. The story, yeah. You know? And it still is a story because oh it's yeah. still, ha- you know, <laughs> forever. Not, not much has changed. <laughs> not much, has, exactly. It's just, it just wash it and rinse and repeat. Yeah. And so, so I said, okay. So, and then she and Chris would be on the phone every day about how he wants to change it and everything. Mm. Yeah. And I'm like, so I sat there for a week watching them and I'm like, guys, we got to change it. The man yeah. wants to change it. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. we can't just keep talking about the same stuff. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, here's what I'm here's what I'm willing to do. I'm willing to let's keep the narrative what you talked about, the bad, you know, the cop and the, and his friend who's a bad man, you know, the, yeah. um, that same scenario. Right. You know, let's keep that. Throw out the counterfeit. Have just have guns coming in. And as it is, no police would talk to them because they're foreigners and they don't. Right. 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 So I had a very good friend um, who was very tight with it with the police. Mm-hmm. So I said, all right, Susan, let's go meet the police. And so we went and had some really, really wonderful conversations with some real 
tough cops mm-hmm. in the street. You know awesome what I mean? Stories, yeah. Some fantastic stories. Just was really riveting. And of course, from every story we you know we got, it's in the script. You know, we pretty much started to go to work with it, you know? Um and I thought, yeah, this is great. And then we went and met other people, um, lawyers. Mm-hmm. Mr. Tom Tavares Finson being mm-hmm. one, who is a wonderful character and a mm-hmm. great lawyer to many people. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and after <laughs> meeting him, I was saying to, you know, having discussed it with him, I was saying to to um, my producer, Carolyn, and Dan Giannetti, he is from LA, said, forget this cop movie. Let's do a movie about well, him. <laughs> <laughs> about a real lawyer. Yeah. Third world lawyer. Yeah, no, third, third world lawyer. <laughs> and they're like, um, well, we'll come to that. Yeah. And then, so anyway, we, we continued on the journey with Third World. And um, from that, Carolyn, uh, not Carolyn, being the producer, Susan Fenn, mm-hmm. her strength really is, she's an editor. Right, mm-hmm. okay. She's edited many fe- features in LA and France and stuff. Mm-hmm. So her narrative is very good in storytelling in terms of um, in, in, in putting together. Together we, we wrote this script. Suzanne would fight for her ideas, you know, and I would say, okay, Suzanne, you are so passionate about that idea in the story. Go ahead. Mm. Write it. Yeah. And I'd sit down and pick up a magazine. (laughs) 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 Because, you know what I mean? I mean, if you're passionate about it, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. And then 10 minutes later, Brownie, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think I need your help. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I'm like, okay. So we had this relationship. So we'd, you know. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and there's, you know, it wasn't that easy to write. I mean, there's obviously, you know, it's. You know the structure, which is car- which Suzanne was very good at, mm-hmm. and um, and with all the stories and basically her backstory of the characters and stuff. Yeah. So we kind of kept with all of that, <coughs> and um, so, so all you all you had in place now was the cop and the bad friend. That's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then we got all these stories, and then so our task was to write five pages a day for the next month. Mm-hmm. Now, they weren't paying me. <laughs> right? Naturally. They yeah. weren't paying me. Yeah. They already spent the budget. Yeah. yeah. They already this, 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 is, this is for exposure. <laughs> right. This is to direct it. Yeah. Right. They already spent the money on right. Caroline and Chris. Exactly. Money yeah. done. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, Caroline, I mean, you know. This, this, is, a, they, they this is a pro bono job. Right. They, <laughs> have, they have to dig themselves out the hole here if mm-hmm. they yeah. make it, right? So, I said look guys you know uh, it's a month i mean every time i get a job i have to leave to go and do my you know i have mm-hmm. to make money mm-hmm. yeah so towards the end broke broke off at 10 grand you know, so towards <laughs> the end they said okay we'll pay you <laughs> you know we'll you know every time you get a job tell us and so we can right, pay right, you know right. okay okay right so i got i believe this is what the right so is also a lot, <laughs> lot of jobs at the end of the right that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but i mean we we, we did the first draft and and then we did some changes. Blackwood liked it, and then he wanted some changes. Um, mm-hmm. So we did changes, and, and within a month and a half, mm-hmm. we're, we're finished. You're ready to go. Yeah, You're ready okay. to go. And okay. And then I got a call on the phone and from the producer, and she said, we're greenlit. Let's do it. All right. 
And I was like, oh. After the races? I'm like, shit, we have to actually make We got to actually do yeah. it now. <laughs> uh, at no point in writing do you think this would come to fruition? <laughs> no, I guess they always want I mean, but you never, you know, it's so far down the road. Yeah. yeah. Right? You're just thinking, it's not like. Um, so after the script was finished, how long before filming just started? I think we started within another couple of months. Oh, okay. We just, got, we just went into pre-production. The money's mm-hmm. there. Let's make it. Yeah. Okay. You know. So you, you in this month now, since you, you move on from the the two main characters of um, Capone and Ratty, but like it, this, it's a sprawling thing, this this movie, because you've got the, the Don, you've got his um, people in his organization, you've got the other policemen. Ratty's crew. You got, yeah, you got the crew, um, you know, You've got Rita as well. All of these characters are, you know, come out in this one month span, um, and that's that's really impressive to me because. Well, hang on a sec. Mm. I mean, a lot of those characters were already um, in the. I mean, we kept we, we threw out a lot of names and we brought okay. in other things. I mean, there's certain things we definitely changed around, but um, mm-hmm. but you have they had a script before, so. But even though we rewrote it, it had nothing. It had no reflection of the first script. Okay. It okay. Kept, it kept the premise of yeah, good guy, bad guy. You know, mm-hmm. friends. Mm-hmm. Right. So everything, like you said, yeah, it definitely. W- yeah. W- w- when when it came to assembling the cast, I assume Chris Blackwell just got Ninja Man and Elephant Man very easily to just come on and <laughs> well, as a favor, essentially. He wanted to have all his musicians in it. Yeah. Right. You know, I was hesitant because. You know, musicians who never turn up. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if they turn up, you're not sure if they're going to be good stay on the screen. Or stay. For right. You know, my biggest, con- uh, well, my biggest concern was Ninja Man. Mm-hmm. Because Ninja Man um, is definitely not predictable. Not a very, de- not a very dependent <laughs> fellow. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> and I said to Blackwell, you know, I'd love to have him. I think he's really amazing. Yeah. But I wouldn't cast him because it's your movie and you might never finish the movie right <laughs> we got five hundred grand here we need to and he has chop, a chop. pretty <laughs> crucial part in the movie like oh, yeah if, if yeah, he doesn't he does. show up for he's certain a, shoot days fourth lead so, I, would, I would argue yeah so blackwell <laughs> took the risk says his money he said he'll go with him uh-huh i said okay so we got a security guy uh bodyguard to be with ninja from okay day one to the end of the show mm. And he'd always, he try and dodge the security guy <laughs> as well. He'd right. go out the back door, <laughs> right. you know, and we need him on set. Did you have Where's Bounty him? Killer as an alt, just in case, just to hop in? Bounty Killer? <laughs> well, Bounty Killer didn't want, to, I mean, we didn't even go there because I think Bounty wants to be himself. Mm. You know what I mean? A lot of talent people, I mean, he's talent. They don't want to be somebody else. They want to be. They don't want to play a character. Well, I mean that I can understand that because Ninja Man is kind of a character in and of himself. Yeah. Um, but that's that. What you're saying about him wanting to dodge security? That I, I, you didn't that have to tell me bra- that. That sounds on brand. Yeah, yeah. I could have <laughs> predicted that. Well, the thing is, we finished the film without him finish shooting him. Oh really? Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. We finished the film, and there was one scene where you fir- where he turns first turns up in the movie. Mm-hmm. What I had to shoot that scene without him. Right. Oh, I they were playing ball in the yard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I shot that whole scene. And I said, oh, yeah, he's over here. And so they all look over there and they right. talk to my hand, you know. Okay. Interesting. So, so he wasn't there. So when we finished the film, he was up on a murder charge and he was escaping <laughs> out of Montego Bay Airport and they caught him and put him in jail. Of course. Uh-huh. <laughs> of course. <All> right? <laughs> okay. So we bailed him. The production bailed him really? to shoot okay. the last scene. Okay. Wow. Right? 
<laughs> he was so integral to the film. Yeah, yeah. so after <laughs> after the shoot had wrapped a week, week and a yeah, half, yeah. and then we had to bail him out of jail to finish the last scene. Right. <laughs> so you had to call back Mark Danvers and and no 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 they're all we sh- I shot everything. Oh, so you shot I their shot parts. Yeah, okay, okay, that. got it. I shot everything except him. Except okay. So we bailed him. We shot. Went back down. So Ninja Man is him. acting off of nothing in that scene. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Just wow. You know? Okay. And then. W- then he went back to jail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so That's great. So it was hilarious. In he, 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 I mean, he, I, I, he, was, he was very in character. Very much. And yeah. it's very much at what I said to Blackwell. I said, you know, you, you took the chance and you got lucky. Yeah. Right? You know what I'm saying? You could have gone any other way. Yeah. But, you know, when the film came out and... Um, I could always stand outside the cinema door. Yeah. And know exactly when, when he Ninja showed up. Man, up yeah. Ninja Man yeah. turned yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I was talking, t- uh, we, we were watching it and, and I was like, is that Ninja Man? Is that Ninja Man? I couldn't really make out like, because their faces were obscured. I didn't know how big of a role he played in the movie. Okay. But then there's the scene where he first shows up yeah. and it's like he is center, center, center frame. frame yeah. um, he he called the policeman yeah. Batty Boy and yeah, I'm like, yeah. all right, there he there is. Yeah. <laughs> and we were like, yeah, man, definitely the, the theater was erupting oh when, yeah. it, when, he, when he came on. Oh, yeah. It's funny because cause I'm watching it now and I'm like, yes, of course, Ninja Man. Like I get his, his star quality and everything. Mm-hmm. But then I kind of got upset because I'm like, I really now wanted a spin-off with Ratty and crew to see him and Elephant Man interacting. <laughs> like, I, I, was, I was like, mm, I need this as a movie now. Mm, no, I need no. their little adventures. No, it was, and, you know, it was very interesting. I mean, he's, I mean, you know, he has this bad rap as the bad guy, you know, Ninja. But he's really such a lovely man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, as, which people are, you know, you have your yeah. different sides. Yeah. Right. And um, one of the questions, uh, um, Somebody asked him. I don't know if it wa- I don't think it was me. I think it was they did a documentary behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So they asked um, Ninja, "What is it? What is it? What what um, made you who you are?" Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. goes, "You know, when I was a kid, I went to he went to Caribbean. He watched How Did They Come, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he wanted to be a singer and a gunman." Mm-hmm. Okay. And I was like, "There you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Mister How Did They Come? The yeah, po- the power of cinema. The yeah, power of cinema." Instead yep. of making everybody Top Gun, they made him a singer and a gunman. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm like, wow. So I mean, uh, that I I wanted to as we talk about the cast. There's also we can't not mention Paul Campbell, who's a starring role in this. Yeah. Um, Jamaica's Denzel. J- yes, Jamaica's yes. Denzel. Yeah. Um, was it difficult to get him to come on to the movie, or or was he excited from the jump? Um, well, he did um, Dancehall Queen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. Um, and I'd done short films with Paul, so okay. I had a relationship with Paul okay. uh, from from before, you know, when I was doing all my short films. I always loved Paul, so we were, and we did a series called Going to X. Um, what is it? We did a series called uh, Chameleon Series for CPTC. Didn't get very far, Mr. Bennett. Um, that's another story. So, we, so me and Paul were were writing them, and um, he was acting as directing. Mm-hmm. So that was something. So we already had the history. And so I told Carolyn I didn't want to make this film you without, know, without Paul. Mm-hmm. Paul is this man, you know. I think Paul is a character. And she was kind of pushing for alternatives. But Who, who um, did she want? Like another entertainer? or? Yeah, other actors. Wanted me to okay. look at other um, actors. Um, 
but I, I really kind of stood by Paul. And you made the right choice. Or Paul was kind of, you know, he's a bit hesitant, but he said, all right, I will do it. You know, I think it was because I don't know. Paul has this love hate relationship with Blackwell. I don't, you know, mm. so there's all, you know, so much politics involved in everything. Yeah. A lot of creative collaborations tend to have those relationships. Yeah. Yeah. And anyway, I was very happy and, you know, I was so glad that Paul came on board and he did a great job. Yeah. You know, as I expected. Yeah, he's captivating throughout the entire yeah, movie, yeah. I yeah. would say. Yeah. I, I, I have a question. Um, w- was, it, was it in the script or his choice for Capone to always carry two guns when firing? Because that felt very John Woo oh, inspired right. to me. Right. Well, you know, everybody loves guns. We just want to throw as much guns as possible. Yeah, yeah. Right. Almost every... If a character does not have a gun, <laughs> they're not right. in the scene for very long. Right. Yeah. My, my, my internal logic was like, well, he wins the gunfight because everybody uses one gun. But yeah. Right. He's yeah. smart enough right. to bring he, two. He had fun. <laughs> I mean, when we... When we well, with the um, elephant man and his crew, and yeah, yeah. we're down at the wharf and we're handing out guns and, <laughs> right. and all this stuff was going on. And then elephant saying... No, Chris, I want to have the Matic. Right. <laughs> I want to have the Matic and everybody fighting over the Matic. Right, right. Naturally. So as, I, as I said, you know, Ellie, uh, look here. When you have a couple squibs, you know, mm-hmm. when you have a couple shots for the Matic, you know, but yeah. we have enough shot for the um, other one. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. right. So I just say, all right, we'll take the other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My, my, my favorite scene is actually the cemetery scene when they're like squabbling over who is an informer. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That's the most tense scene, and I, I love the yeah, <laughs> little yeah, yeah. almost Mexican standoff that he yeah. did. No, no, the characters and are. Everybody just pulls out their gun and be yeah. like, what are you saying? Yeah. <laughs> no, everybody was very, you know, I was very surprised at how um, committed and the, the musicians, in, in basically, yeah. you know, yeah. were. Um, well, well, I think whenever they're making their music videos, if they have like a little skit at the beginning, they always fancy themselves actors in yeah, the first place. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Black already pushed for them, and I was like very hesitant because yeah. they're not actors; they're just musicians. And whether they're going to learn the lines, or mm-hmm. turn up on time, and right? You know, you only know, do music videos. These guys just never—they're not yeah. disciplined. So right, right. They shoot themselves in the foot every time. You know, <laughs> basically, were you worried that somebody might actually shoot themselves in the foot? Oh no, we didn't have real guns. <laughs> right, we didn't right. have real bullets. Yeah, so. We're well safe for that. Yeah, it seems like a recipe for disaster. Oh yeah, <laughs> totally. And then you also you have Carl Bradshaw, um, who's you know a legend in of, of himself. Um, did he did he object to playing the bad guy? Is that something that he was not so Paul, keen on? Um, Carl, no. Carl, I mean, Carl just know him have to have a role somewhere. Right. Okay. You know what I mean? mm-hmm. And. Um, it was Suzanne's idea to make him a one, one, one <laughs> arm man. A one That's arm another man. thing. Yeah, where did the the, the moat? Where did the hook come from? Yeah. Out of Suzanne's head. Okay. Okay. Basically, <laughs> but you know what's funny is that when we started to go and interview, um, interview the police mm-hmm. for for the stories, um, we went we went to um this mobile. They had this police, um, right in New Kingston where. These guys had just come off a, a raid down in Tivoli, in, 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 um, where is it, where they burn garbage down at, um, Riverton? Riverton. Down Riverton, mm-hmm. where one of their, one of their police had just been shot and killed. Mm-hmm. One of their team members, you know, yeah. so everybody was really down. Mm-hmm. And, um, and one of the, one of the people who they went for was a one-armed bandit. <laughs> okay. 
So it was really interesting. Yeah, right? yeah. Wani. Like, oh, mm. Yeah, Wani. You know, <laughs> but he was on the... B- yeah, a, ba- a bad Wani, you know what right. I mean? Yeah, yeah. And um, so it, I guess that must have stuck in Suzanne's head. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a certain sense of drama to a lot of what's going on, mm-hmm. but th- none of it felt out of reach of reality Relative, yeah. because like when when he walk when you first see him in the in the party and you're seeing the spliff hanging on the, the yeah, on the on hook, the hook yeah. and i'm just like this is a very kind of dramatic creation of this character right. but 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 he is the don of the area so yeah. obviously he has to be flamboyant right exactly and he has all the colorful hats mm-hmm. with the feather and everything yeah, so yeah. there's that that sense of drama about himself you do see that mm-hmm. um and that brings me to the other thing i was going to ask you about is there's a with the dialogue, there's there's a realism to it that I find when they're making um, Jamaican films today, there's a reluctance to adhere to language, Pato, right? Mm-hmm. So so they try and avoid Pato because they don't want to um, make limit. it limit, right, limit, limit the, the reach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's a, a po- point which um um when the when not nice mm-hmm. is is talking with um Capone, the, cro- the crooked cop, not nice, yeah. yeah. And and he's saying to him that um, he's gonna spare the um, the government court fee, yeah, yeah. and he's gonna send them to Dovecot. Right. And it's like if you don't know Dovecot, Dovecot you yeah. that line don't make no sense yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. me knowing Dovecot, I was like, that's a cold line. Yeah. Like that's a cold stance to have. I, I, I mean, I, I I am I am watching this, imagining the like quaint American watch, like quaint American watches, and hearing. Dog Nami blood clot supper. Yeah. And, have, and imagine them trying to piece together <laughs> what, I <mean. laughs> what I mean. But I mean, y- you know, when you really think about it, I mean, Blackwell had the budget right at half a million dollars because forget, forget America and England and all that. I think that, you know, if you're making films for half a million dollars, mm-hmm. yeah. you have the Caribbean and you have the diaspora. Yeah. And if the film is, mo- if the film breaks out of that, um, th- that, that can you know that direct um, audience, mm-hmm. f- fantastic, right? And then those are the people who will take the time to learn, or yes. uh, already have committed to Jamaica, or yes. already understand certain things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or so, uh, f- so anything under half a million or under a million, why we'll we'll we m- why are we w- yeah. worrying about the international? Why would we worry yeah. about that? I yeah. don't think we should. Right. worry about that yeah. you know be, what I mean? be authentic yeah yeah, yeah. So and that's the thing because if it if it is authentic and it catches fire with the local audience right. international audiences will be like oh okay so what is it that jamaicans are watching what is it that they're enjoying mm-hmm. and then they will seek it out now yeah. they might not understand it when they watch it but i don't know if they'll even admit that they don't understand it because yeah. people love to just pretend like they know what every word that is being said yeah. and you know pretend like they are the authentic they, c- they right. can they're they can hang with the locals right exactly, they're part exactly. of the exactly yeah. yeah they want to fit in right if, if, even even if this movie went to like new york alone they want the jamaicans in new york yeah <laughs> who would go watch it <laughs> would yeah. more than double uh, i mean i mean obviously like you know one love no the bob marley biopic yeah yeah that has a, that's that's they have to they have to make everybody yeah know what these yeah. words mean yeah. And yeah. the whole that's so that's that's, that's huge yeah. yeah that's a big money spend so yeah. that's a different scenario but i think i think i mean half a million and under is where all we should j- as jamaican filmmakers be looking into should be making films for yeah you know mm-hmm. that is our and we shouldn't really go over it i don't believe yeah um, if we can make it for less so much the better yeah mm-hmm. exactly you, you want um, uh, like Roger Corman things? Like yeah, everybody yeah, gets Roger. 500 grand and just yeah. make whatever you want? Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, that's, that's sort of what um, they're doing with JAFTA at the yeah. moment is with their propeller program. They just have 
all right, come to us with your script, with your treatment, and then we'll workshop it with you. You have a certain budget and go make your short film. Mm-hmm. And then you that's that's the experience you get. You can show that to people. Um, you have more outlets these days um, because, uh, you know, Palace Amusement doesn't really show mm-hmm. that many local things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's once in a blue moon these days. Yeah. Um, but for Third World Cup, I, I was reading that this w- made 21 million. Yeah, it played at the same time as um, James Cameron's Ti- Titanic. Titanic. Yeah, okay. And it, and it played the same length. You know, it was we're in there really? four, mo- four months along with it. That's that's fantastic. So, so actually, so we actually made more money than they did in Jamaica. Oh. <laughs> well, I I, I I want to apologize that's to you great. as a as a nine year old. I'm pretty sure I was brought to Titanic, but I was not. Oh yeah. To oh, you weren't no, brought no. to Third World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. Th- I think you can watch Jack and Rose dying, but yeah. I don't think you can watch Ratty getting shot. No, too I much gun violence. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. You know, so there is a place for Jamaican cine- cinema. And yeah. I think, you know, it's just a matter of us... Pushing. Keep, yeah. And, you know, but it's, you know, it's hard um, because there's a limited amount of technical people. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, what happened is um, they don't want, they don't really, I don't, you know, it's not... It's not like America where you can get a lot of people out of um, film school or stuff yeah. like that who want to yeah. help make, um, you know, people are d- doing it for the money and they're jaded and they don't want to necessarily yeah. do yeah. any low budgets. And so yeah. therefore, it's always going to be a bit of a challenge to for them to drop their rate to come and work. Yeah. Um, y- longer y- hours. You need to set up a school, make them work, work for four years. And then as them walk up to the classroom, <laughs> they're, they're, they're ready for pick up the camera. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 you know, we're just such a small market. Yeah. But we also don't, we don't encourage it at the education no stage. Level, Any, yeah. Anybody who comes to their teacher or their parent and says that they want to be a filmmaker, they're like, go study a book and go read your maths, go become doctor, go be a lawyer. Well, yes, it's true. Yeah. It's true. Because until they see the market and this, you know, so how how did you get into making films then? Because I I imagine this is 1999. You'd made um, short films before that, but when when did you you know catch that bug of like you needed to be a filmmaker? Well, from when I was a kid in the country, growing up, I always kind of used to read a lot of comics, mm-hmm. and I always wanted to be, you know. And I always said, how can you be a filmmaker if you don't live in Hollywood? Hollywood, right? You know, I used to question that you know and he said like well how how would i even do that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it just seems so such a far-reaching aspect you know um and luckily my uncle was um perry hensel who made how did it come okay so so one summer when i was going to college um he was making his second film uh, no place like home mm-hmm. and then he said um come and work on the film Mm-hmm. summer holidays yeah you know you knew you're interested so. yeah because i was going to art school mm-hmm. uh, i was doing fine art which was more photography painting yeah you know that um that is a very easy branch from photography to filmmaking yeah and so when i worked on it i was like well i want to switch my major you know uh, but then to switch my major to do filmmaking would make me have to go to chicago or new york where it's cold and, <laughs> and i didn't really want to go there you know, I don't want to go live in the cold. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to live up there. But anyway, I was in Atlanta, which was cold in the winter. <laughs> right, yeah. Anyway, I mean, at art school. And w- I was doing video there. 
as well as photography yeah. and video. And then the video was very limited, you know, their their program and everything. And so I said, okay, let me just let me just go. Mm-hmm. So after ha- after doing No Place Like Home with my uncle, on my uncle's film, and then I went. I went to film school and um, spent a couple of years and then doing short films, mm-hmm. you know, they're you know, learning how to make narrative films. Mm-hmm. Well, at first I went, actually went to um, Atlanta, um, went to Chicago College of Art, Chicago, uh, which is a fine arts, and they mm-hmm. had a film program. Mm-hmm. But it's all avant-garde. And I'm, oh, mm-hmm. I'm yeah. like, who the hell wants to learn avant-garde? Right, you know right, what I mean? Right, right, right. So I went across the road to Columbia College, which was uh, more of an, you know, a film school for narrative filmmakers and mm-hmm. stuff. So, and over there I met some friends and we did some projects together. And then they went to LA. Um, they went to LA to do films, to go work. And, and then um, I came back to Jamaica mm-hmm. and worked on a few foreign films. And then I went off to LA to visit them because I'm Jamaican and I can't work in America. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I could only, you know, go visit them. Um, and now they are quite successful mm-hmm. in Los Angeles. Um, so you like walk on for me? <laughs> yeah, well, one of them won two Oscars. Yeah. Um, he shoots Schindler. He shot Schindler's List. Really? Okay. And um, so he so does all. <laughs> Good he, does, he does all of Spielberg's movies. Okay. Okay. <laughs> ever since Schindler. And, um, Doing pretty well there, buddy. And then my other friend, <laughs> uh, my other friend who works with him, he, he won an Oscar for um, um, Avatar for James Cameron. Okay. <laughs> <you know. laughs> You keep some pretty successful company. <laughs> so, Chris, you, you don't know how close to home you're hitting for me and Damon yeah, right so now. So these are guys I we used to hang out at school and we used to, you know, anyway. That's and fantastic. They all, it's funny because when I went over to visit them, they were all working with Coleman, Roger Coleman. Okay. Of wow. Course, yeah. yeah. And uh, that, 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 that is truly like the stomping grounds. Like the amount yeah, of Roger directors. And he made a movie. They make a movie at Coleman's every week, every yeah. month, every yeah. month a different film. Wow. It, it, it's amazing how many great filmmakers came from just working shitty jobs yeah. from him. But like, of course, yeah. Um, uh, uh, Coppola, James Cameron. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, like there's there's this huge list of directors. Yeah, all is. And yeah. uh, and there's a there's a there's a quote they have there, at 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 um at Corman. At Corman's. I, I mm-hmm. think I know exactly what you're talking. And it's like if you're here, depending on your age. You're either on your way up or you're on the way down. Yeah. Depend on your age. If you're young, you know, obviously, you know. Right. And, uh, and, and there are 600 Main Street, Venice, and they just had a little, two little, um, two little studios. Yeah. N- very little, nothing going on there. I, I think except that, a movie I, every. I, th- every I think month. the other quote from him was, um, "If you if you make a good cheap movie for me, you'll never have to make another cheap movie again." <laughs> <laughs> but he he he, w- he just. Turned. I mean, when I saw it, I went. I went. I kind of wanted to let Jam Pro say, "Send Jamaicans here." Yeah, but I know. Send Jamaicans here. Yeah. This is the best training ground. Mm-hmm. What they're doing here. Yeah. It just. But I mean, look at the people that you're going to you going to meet. You know, you you, you well don't exactly. know. Exactly. They're you all know? young, eager. Yeah. Uh, moving moving on up. Yeah, and know? people who would love to take six months vacation in Jamaica yeah. to go make a movie. Exactly. <laughs> you know. Um. So the you you mentioned about the the artists in the movie and how enthusiastic they were about it, um, and and Ninja Man being influenced by Harder They Come, mm-hmm. you know there is that thing that people say about Jamaican cinema where it tends to be very focused on 
crime and, and, and badmanism and, and violence. Yeah. Um, and the, you know, the response I usually have to that is like it, it tends to just be reflective. Um, it's, it's what people live. It's the experience that they have. Um, what is what's it your? It is the A reflective or B. That's just what sells. I'm afraid. Yeah, but that's that's what the audience is looking at. Yeah. But you know, I think every filmmaker has a different story to tell. Yeah. You know, and I, okay, yes, people. You know, um, Jeremy Whitaker made mm -hmm. um, Destiny. Mm -hmm. You know, which was a love story about the girl who come to Jamaica, mm -hmm. and that did um, incredibly well because yeah. it's, it was a girl movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And so all the girl ladies wanted to see it, and they bring their boyfriends or husbands. Yeah. So I, I or both. <laughs> so I boyfriend one night, know, husband the next night. Yeah. As a filmmaker, it's what you want to make or mm -hmm. what it is you want to see. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So. Okay, so if I got a chance and I've got a chance and the films I want to see and make are what I made. You yeah. Know mm -hmm. so yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you, yeah, I'm not doing it for the tourist board. You know, because <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's not what I'm trying to sell. Yeah. You know? yeah. And I, 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 I heard the argument that um, if, if, if Sprinter had marketed the love store as well, it would have made double. Like yeah, I think like just people want people want to see a, a broad. Like I said, the, the female audience wants yes. to see like a broad. Yeah, they definitely. Yeah, they do. Yeah. You know, and I think you sh you don't you shouldn't leave them out. But that's if that's what is part of your makeup and that's mm -hmm. the story you want to tell. You know. So speaking about the female audience, um, <laughs> the I was very surprised. I, I started the movie and the very first thing you see is a sex scene. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was just wondering like where where did that. Because I, I imagine, you know, it's a, it's about how Capone is in this intimate moment yeah. and then all of a sudden... May, 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 may I guess immediately where that's from? That gave me very, like, 80s cop movies, early, like, early jazz intros, almost. Like, it, 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 it felt very lethal, lethal weapon-y. Oh, really? Like, yeah. with, the score, with the score and, like, some, some like, intimate sex mm -hmm. scene before action and danger. Was, was that the idea? Am well, I, the right thing now? is, the thing is, that wasn't really the beginning of the film. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The beginning of the film started in court, but they didn't have the money to pay the ta um, pay extras. Interesting. Where where Capone is in court and he's committing um perjury. Uh, so no, he's committing some murderer. Uh -huh. Okay. You know, okay. He, he has a murderer going to be sentenced, but uh -huh. the, but the witness gets killed, so he okay. gets off, and okay, then okay. he has this um outside the courtroom with him saying i'm gonna get you the, mm -hmm. the guys come uh -huh. to him and said i'm gonna kill you okay so oh, the, it, and that's the person that comes in with him so that's the okay, guy okay, who okay, comes okay. in yeah. you understand? so it, it started it, but they couldn't afford to do those right, scenes right right, so right. So but, 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 but we got a bedroom right here so yeah so, so right so they just said okay we'll just start with the sex scene you know yeah. okay it's a it's a hell of a way to open up a movie and like to go straight from the sex scene to this this plot Batman with, with the Batman rocking in and like there's there's something between because I could tell watching it okay Capone and this guy they have a history between right. them right yes so it makes sense that you had intended to show a little bit of that with the courtroom yes um I I, I also want to I, I also happy watching about this week because I saw a little 
like nineties Jamaican items that are that are so fun to me. Yeah. Like, like slam mm-hmm. like slam condoms. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Slam oh, yeah. condoms got here. They, they, they promoted, you know, yeah. they put money in it. Okay, so, okay, yeah, right. You know I mean? Well I mean that's a hell of a sponsorship did, did, that they did, got. Did Oreos form this? Because I, I know it's a lot of no, Oreos no, in the no, in the no, in the no. containers. No, yeah, because there there's the cop that wants to take the Oreos out when they bring it back. Take the Oreos again when they put them in the alley. So I'm like, oh lots of lots of Oreos popping up. No, we had a we had a funny scene in, when we're shooting that scene. Oh my god, everybody was laughing because because Elephant Man always would pick it up and say, "Oh yes," <laughs> and like what? And then everybody start laughing. Yeah. Like, every time we shoot it, he we start laughing. They couldn't couldn't hold us straight. Face. Yeah. No, it was just it was just what what, what you picked it, up what as what a was, yeah. yeah, I mean the thing is, you know, um, corporate Jamaica do not get behind these films mm-hmm. no not at all mm-hmm. yeah because of their image yes mm-hmm. they're afraid to spoil their image so of this wholesome company yeah for children or whatever right and so therefore there's a big um shortcoming in terms of um you know product placements or anything that yeah. They could benefit from and mm-hmm. cut to every American action movie plastered with. Well, <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. Now Americans, they you take advantage and people put it in because they know the, the strength of um, exactly. cinema, mm-hmm. you know. But they had Jamaica, corporate Jamaica. To the honest time, yeah. Yeah, you know, they're all into. They're all caught up in their corporate image. Yeah, what they can and they can't do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I think so much about oh, in ET. They went to the Reese's Pieces Corporation had and had the thing that ET wants to be Reese's, and marketing sales for that just skyrocketed yeah. after that because but, but people all of a sudden yeah, wanted yeah. But you have the thing ET is a little kids film, yeah. whereas Jamaicans are everything. As, as a minute, there's a mention of a gun. Yeah, they run scared yeah. into mm-hmm. the hills, you know. Um, and so when I first came back from film school and tried to get any money from any corporate. They're like, let me see the script, and, <laughs> and they want me to change stuff or right. water it down. And yeah. I'm like, mm. no, 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 it's okay. All right, thanks a lot. Yeah, you know, I don't want to change my the story I want to tell because exactly. of you know what it is your image. You know, forget it. You know, because then what what's the point? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm 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 doing a commercial for you. I'm right, exactly. When, when I think of like Michael Bay's Bad Boys Two, and I'm seeing like crop cops fling dead bodies at a Cadillac. I'm thinking like that's great for Cadillac actually. No matter how terrible the scene is, that's well, great for Cadillac because well, if they, if they actually, if they actually um, <laughs> g- put gave money to them, who yeah. knows, you know? But I mean, yeah, they're not. Af- America is not afraid of that. Yeah. But I guess we're a small little island, and yeah. everybody's mm-hmm. protective of their logo image. and their image. And but you then you, you the, like you, uh, we're talking about the Barbie movie that just came out, um, and there's there was a big lawsuit by Mattel, the company that makes Barbie, um, when Aqua came out with their song, I'm a Barbie girl. girl. And, you know, in that song, it's very sexualized. (laughs) And, you know, they were like, this is not aligning with our brand. Mm -hmm. So they tried to shut the song down. um, And then, you know, they lost it. They lost in court. And then years... The the judge essentially was just like, this is parody. Yeah, calm down. down. (laughs) And then, you know, you look years later, now when the Barbie movie is coming out, they really wanted to use that song in almost all the marketing because it's become so iconic with yeah. the Barbie brand. So mm-hmm. it might not have fit with what they Wanted identify them. Barbie as being, but it just it caught on with people. I, I think 
prolonged Barbie's um, <laughs> uh, impact, you know, cultural impact with that song. Because I, I, you know, I didn't play with Barbies, but I knew that song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I mean, they're almost a hundred year company at this point in time. Yeah. So they've, they've, they've gone through massive cultural shifts. To yeah. Be fair. You're a G.I. Joe guy. Um, what was I playing with, if, Trans- if not Barbie? I was trans- playing with Transformers, was Transformers, Transformers yeah. okay. um, a Batman toy every now and then. Ninja Turtles, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Ninja, uh, I would play with Ninja Turtles if I could get my hands on them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, trying to uh, trying to think of what else I was going to ask you because I, I, I have so many random notes. Please. Um. So let's see. All right. So, so first of all, I'm just start, like just incredible soundtrack by Sly and Robbie. Um. I really appreciate it. I I almost thought of like how much I want to hear dub more in Jamaican films. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's but such a good... The, 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 the way jazz suits like mm-hmm. um, action movies, like the, really action movies. I think the guy who I think it scored it, so it was Wally, a, a French guy. Okay. Um, Blackwell, Blackwell and him are tight. And so I had a few arguments with Blackwell over the soundtrack. Uh-huh. <laughs> Only because, you know, um, as a filmmaker, I, kinda, I wanted this track for that and that. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't go to LA for the mix. Uh-huh. Right, so when it came back and we had a screening up Strawberry, I was like, "What? <laughs> oh, wh- where's my track? Yeah, <laughs> where's all my stuff?" Yeah, I see like Blackwell. I look for me. I'm like, quiet, quiet. See if I look vexed. Yeah, you know. But anyway, yeah, you know, it's like you know, it's his movie, it's his money, mm-hmm. and um, it's his choice. Yeah, you know. Uh, uh, so I'm. Th- I was just ha- very happy to be able to have been given an opportunity. So mm-hmm. I'm just thankful for that. <laughs> Um, so secondly, uh, th- I don't know how wide you can even speak to this topic, but it always fascinates me when I look at like older Jamaican TV shows, films, or even even modern day no ones. Do you ever notice the similarity I find between like South African cinematography and Jamaican cinematography? How if you if you see if you see like a Jamaican television show and like a South African like TV show drama, it's very similar in in the way it's like depicted and shown you ever notice not really i haven't watched much south african stuff mm-hmm. so i can't really r- comment on that comment on that no. mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. it's a very strong similarity i mean i guess answer. i mean i mean obviously they they're much more developed than us so mm-hmm. um i'm sure they they probably bring a lot more to the table <laughs> <laughs> um th- this, so this this is very this i was, I was thinking about this feels like a very almost a riff on like 80s cop movies almost so i thought the only thing you're really missing from this was the superintendent should have been like more belligerent like oh, because there's oh, yeah. always that there's always that stereotype oh, yeah, of yeah, the yeah, belligerent yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like superintendent getting mad that the yeah banging on his desk, desk and, and and you know Capone, i can't believe you killed six men. all right yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well i mean the the in, in this, he's more like, yeah, you're doing a good job. <laughs> <laughs> he's pretty fine. Cleaning up the street. Yeah, yeah, man, we love it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, did, did, did he did he essentially murder every bad man in Portland, and that's why they transferred? Yeah, him? that's why they transferred. Yeah, him. <laughs> that th- that? that's the interesting thing about it is that it, his character goes through this whole like, you know, crisis because he'll kill off anybody in Portland, right? But like when he comes back home. The people that he has to point his gun to are people that his he's known from childhood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Friend. yeah, exactly. I'm having a hard time sh- shooting them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, boy, I have to think about this, you know, because <laughs> we used to know that. <laughs> you can't kill them, you know. Yeah. Um, and then, so that, like, between the, the, the rivalry between Capone and Ratty, I really like how it develops. Mm. Um, it feels very natural to me when when Capone first comes up and, he, and he's, you know, dusting him on the football, um, football the, the game. Yeah. And it's like, 
you know, I love the way that was choreographed and shot as well because it was clearly like, you know, the camera was positioned there. They were, um, the, the intention was that he was supposed to dust them. Mm-hmm. But the moves that they were doing, like, clearly these guys played football. Play football you yeah. know, sometimes you see people who do stunts in movies and it's like, you've never played football oh, in your life. You've <laughs> never, you don't know how to dribble a basketball, right. but these guys knew how to, you know, kick a ball. Uh, as a note to that, I want to say, Terrible goalkeeping by Elephant Man. Yeah, no, he's <laughs> <laughs> abysmal. Basically, just stand there on the side, like, yeah, go on just the ball. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even have to do a, a big kick. He just kind of like Pushes taps it, it in a little bit. He wasn't taking much direction. But yeah, so when when they are kind of sussing out each other, um, my favorite part of the movie is is when. Capone feels like he has a drop on Ratty mm-hmm. and you know he sees them all go into the house and he's got men on every mm-hmm. corner making sure that they can't get out and he's checking in with them anybody come out yet anybody come out yet yeah. and then he opens up the door and he, <laughs> he sees the thing dug out in, oh, yeah, in, the, in the bathroom that, 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 that house I was in I, I've been in so many like studios and just that Im- that that's such a great image of just Wall to wall, like gal, gal pictures. Oh. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That felt so <laughs> familiar to me. I'm like, I've been in this house. It's so, yeah. so much like this. And like the, the, they're, you know, they are quite intelligent. Both Ratty and Capone yeah. know each other so well. They know yeah, how yeah. to outsmart each other. So like this, this cat and mouse game that they have mm-hmm. going on, it's very compelling. Um, and what surprised me the most was with, with the the ending of it. Um, I felt. When when was it that it, it was the moment where he he comes to him and he's like I have a deal for you mm-hmm. and he's like agreeing to do the whole right. thing and I'm Wait, like you mean inform yeah <laughs> and, and and I was like oh okay well this is just this is Ratty's death sentence exactly. being as I say in the movie um, but it was surprising to me to have it at the end where they have the big shootout yeah. they do actually win the, win day. the day like they 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 take they, they captured one mm-hmm. like all you need to do is inform now and yeah. it's done they they <laughs> they they kill off not nice yeah, right. um and his you know his, crony. his his crony um ratty was home free and and then you have that moment where he sees the evidence on the floor and he decides to to burn it right. um where did that idea come from to to make that the final decision of the characters um, well, we had a, we'd done a different ending prior, mm-hmm. and then um, we had to. Blackwell didn't really buy it, and so mm-hmm. we kind of rewrote it to that. Um, was the was ending that he goes off into the sunset and he can no, have his new no, life? No, no, no. It was actually a whole different, some something else. Okay. And I think we're just by by the end of you know thirty days, the whole month, and writing five pages a day. We just wanted to finish the end. <laughs> And I know, I know. This is a essentially a twenty-five-year-old movie. Rax need to recall <laughs> immediately <laughs> intimate <yeah>. details. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised by how much you remember from it because it, it must have been a while back now. No, it's a, it's a while, but I mean, you know, it's like you know having to write five pages. It's slog over it. Yeah, you know, it's mm-hmm. like. And the funny thing about it is, um, while we're actually shooting it, mm-hmm. we had to shoot five to six pages a day as well. Of course, right? Of course, yeah. So of yeah. course, the time I come back to the production office. Carolyn, the producer, say, "How many? Di- how many pages?" Mm-hmm. And we're like, "We got our pages." Because <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? like, so, while we're writing it, how many pages? At the end of every day, she'd still call. Yeah, how many pages? Yeah. And yeah. When, when you're shooting, she's it's like, the how books, many? Ba- man. She's she wants. The money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She's watch- but she's watching the schedule and the time. Is like, yeah. I was like, yeah, five pages. Yeah, six pages. So it's like, 
you know, I mean, but I must say Third World Cop shoots in Third World Cop was a bit more like doing TV because it was just so much more, um, you know, it's like, Quick. okay, stand over here, say your line, stand yeah, over yeah, here, yeah. say your line, yeah. stand over here, say yeah. your line. You know what I mean? Um, and hurry up, hurry up, move quick, you know, because it's action, action, we have to mm-hmm. do a lot of stuff. So, mm-hmm. so it was constant. There was never a time where you felt, let's w- take the time. W- w- to so, so, so you're, talk- you're talking about how like Elhaman always messed up the Oreo line. How many takes on average do you think would you say oh no I d- we shot about three or four takes and move on it's okay like, no we're moving on whatever you get is whatever, whatever you get, get. we gotta go okay. interesting yeah we have to move we don't mm. have time you know what i mean so we just just had to try to keep making th- those pages mm-hmm. yeah because we didn't one thing what blackwell said to me when we were up at strawberry hill we had a dinner before we started and and he says <coughs> uh okay chris i i have two things i want you to do for me on this I'm like, yes, what what are they? He goes, okay, I want you to stay on schedule. I don't want to go over, the, I don't want to spend more than uh, more than my half million. Sure. And I want to make more money than Dancehall Queen. <laughs> <laughs> Two simple steps. Two steps, <laughs> okay. So you actually want me to shoot it for the budget. And Dancehall Queen went double their budget and you want me to make more money than them. Okay, yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Got yeah. it. True thing, boss. I Marching see. orders received. Let's see. see if I can do that. Yeah. Mm, tall huh? order. Pull, pull okay. it off. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know what I mean? In, in hindsight, yeah. Oh my um, gosh, it was challenging. I just got a, a, a message from my wife because um, she, you know, she's she's very upset that we haven't mentioned this character as yet, who is, I think, kind of like an unsung hero of the movie. Um, but uh, Capone's protege, almost, uh, what was his name? Squaddy? Oh, yeah. Scotty, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or, or as Bella? yeah, Bella. Eh? no, no, as um, his partner, uh, his partner, his partner, his partner. When he first comes to Kingston, and and this is the guy that they've set him up with, um, but as she's put it here, Mister Backup, because oh yeah, Bella, <laughs> yeah, Bella. that's Bella. Oh, yeah. He died the other day. He just died. Oh, this really? oh did he? Oh, no. Yeah. Oh wow. And I Bella, he's a he 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 has a church, and he he's on a radio, and he does a, a radio okay. sh- thing, um, sort of, you know, and he's a pastor. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. So when we were doing a movie, he goes, Chris, I can't say a bad word, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I said, you look at Christian, but I'm like, actor. Bella, I said, you're an actor. Uh-huh. You're not a priest right now. Uh-huh. You're an actor. You're right. playing somebody else. You're not playing a priest. So y- I think you should be able to say it. I think mm-hmm. you can break tradition, mm-hmm. you know. And he's like, oh, okay. 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 Imagine no. you're on a stage. <laughs> yeah. No, Bella, I mean, he's a... Um, Wonderful, wonderful person and wonderful yeah. actor. Really, I mean, any film and the other, my other film, I had to have him in it as well, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and I've had him in my shorts as well. So, yeah. the, so there's a continuity with the actors that I use nice. because I just feel a connection, and they're they're you know they d- d- you know they've made me. Yeah. You know what I mean? They they're the ones who turns the words into mm-hmm. into life. You yeah. know what I mean? And so I really appreciate. And and admire them yeah i have a quick joke for you Mm. do you think miley cyrus has seen this film because there's a there's a line that that bella says (laughs) we run things 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 and i was like i can't believe that miley cyrus (laughs) has said this on a record no 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 those lyrics must be floating around (laughs) yeah yeah long time so people but I always imagine, like, mm, what is the exact source she got this? She got this. Yeah, because imagine if she's just watching late and I'd be like, yeah, that, that's it. That's, that's going that's in the song. <laughs> the, so- yeah, the, the song was almost finished. That put it over the edge. 
Um, no, but as you said, that he he was apprehensive about cursing. That really does fit for his character because yeah. he's you know Capone good youth, good youth, is yeah. very intense mm-hmm. and ready for you know yeah. fire off and gun for anything. And do anything, right? But yeah. um, he's to break the rules, right? Yeah. But then his partner is just like. And not so sure about this, right. and and you know he's calling for backup every two exactly. seconds. He's so a chicken, man. Right? Yeah. yeah. Chicken. Um, but, but that's that's where he gets his big moment when he catches one. Right. In yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Exactly. But but the only reason he does is because he's told he has no gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. No, but the one go catch him hook up. No, in but the bush. The, you know, <laughs> <laughs> to me, why I think the film is suc- was successful on many levels is that because. I just treated it as a comedy. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I'm yeah. The whole, and Jamaicans love comedy. I mean, yeah. and so the idea is you can't take the police serious. Speaking of the comedy, you though, you, you, did Paul Campbell have any objections to the wig and the nails? No. Okay. Not, <laughs> a, not at all. Is that your okay. character? Yeah, man. He, yeah. he did, and he, he was great. Yeah. He no, was, he, he, he did really well. And I love how the second he puts on the wig and the nails, as he walks out the door, he's getting harassed. Uh, <laughs> getting harassed yeah, almost yeah, immediately. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. that, that, that guy whose <laughs> entire job is to just harass women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know, uh, what's his name again? Oh, God. He's so yeah. funny. He's such a he good actor. So, he looks so familiar. Yeah. yeah. And, and then he, he goes to the bar and his cover almost gets blown because he's, he's being harassed. harassed. Not that the cop, <laughs> not that his, yeah. his, his colleague recognizes him. It's because the guy won't leave him alone. Yeah. I noticed a similarity. I'm, I'm sorry, I just have a million like like film film things floating in my head. But every time like a a a, a, a red cap police officer got shot in this film, it reminded me of Star Trek, where a red shirt would get shot yeah. in every action scene. Like the in, in, in which in, in which movie in Star Trek in, 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 in Star Trek oh in yeah. Star Trek in the show yeah, yeah. every time they needed somebody to get killed by a bad guy. They'd send in the red shirts oh, on the yeah, ship, yeah. and they'd oh. get shot up. And I noticed in every action scene, a third world cop, when you need somebody to get shot, you get a police in a red scene. <laughs> By the way, I'm wearing my um my my black shorts with the red stripes on the side, just as costume oh, for this movie. <laughs> you know? okay. Yeah. Um, and that's what they call. It. That's what red stripe is from. Yeah. You know that. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because there's the the scene where the kid is shouting yeah, out yeah, red, red stripe. stripe. Yeah, and Heineken. Yeah, mm-hmm. Heineken for the for the soldiers. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow, look at that. Now I know. <laughs> now I know if I'm hearing that yelled out, that the soldiers. Yeah, my boy. So red stripe, Heineken, Heineken are soldiers so too. Okay, cool. Okay. You had some code there. You know. Yeah. I, I I knew that was code. I just didn't pick up the exact. Yeah. What? What's yeah. significant? Yeah. You know that that's that's like you know training day when them clap the birds to tell the police are <laughs> in the area. Yeah, yeah. And, and squaddies. No, yeah. I get stopped by police all the time, and I say, "Yeah, man, turtle." And I say, "Well, police." You know, <laughs> <laughs> are are, 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 you, are you a hero amongst them? Yeah, so um, I, I always get off a good ticket. Yeah, squaddy. Your art has come through. No, because you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like it's helping me finally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, some shit. Well, uh, I don't know if you have anything else. Go um, we've reached the hour. We've reached the hour. Yeah. Do you have any random jokes I want to throw at you? <laughs> um, oh, okay. Uh, who, who who won the go-go dance audition? Yeah, because there is that, and it, it cuts off before yeah, you announce yeah, a winner. W- w- one is in the bar. Everybody is yeah, very yeah, casually looking at girls dancing. Girl. She, she, she won. Congrats. There you go. Big mom Give it. I uh, mean, every time we go to the police station, we have to make a joke. Yeah. Yeah. 
That was I, 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 I did a, I did very much appreciate the, yeah. the Windows 98 computers <laughs> that everybody's oh. using. Like when he breaks into oh, right. his car and he starts up, he's like, come no man. And I'm just <laughs> oh, like, yeah. yep, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's it. That, good. that was it. <laughs> I do it, but that, that, as you say right there, every time you go to the police station, you make a joke. I mean, the, the kid outside... And he has the box over yeah, his head well, what was, what to, was the to, box to cover up his ideas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true story. I had to pause it because I was de- I was dying laughing at yeah. that. But it's a true story. A true thing. True story. Uh, that's the thing. They had so many funny true stories that the police tell us. I'm like, really? And then we have to put that in. That one uh-huh. have to mm-hmm. go in. You yeah. know, there were so many, so many. I mean, the good thing, the funny thing about Jamaica is that. Um, just talk to people and mm-hmm. and, and in talking to people. If you want inspiration for a script, talk to talk anybody. To pe- talk yeah. to people. And then the, the people, um, you know, the reality is funnier than what you could come up yeah. with. Yeah. Because yeah. when I did my second film and I was in Grand Spain and talking to some woman in there about, so about the Don now. Um, you support the Don? Mm-hmm. And she said, no, I don't support the Donnie, you know, but my love got them funeral. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Jesus Christ. No, right yeah, down yeah, 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 <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, it's there. It's there yeah. in life. It's just, you just have to listen yeah. and just yeah. walk around with a book and write mm-hmm. down no, these things because the, the comedy is there. Right? Yeah. You know, and, <laughs> and, and, and the seriousness of everything, there is that. Yeah, and we have we have a tendency to do because we have a lot of you know trauma and 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 very serious things that we are dealing with yeah. as a people. Yeah, but we we find the humor in it. Yes. We like find the humor in it very hu- frequently. They're, 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 the humor just comes out. Yeah, it's just it's just um it's incredible. Yeah, right? it, it's I think it's like it's an offshoot of our soitgo mentality. Mm-hmm. You know, you just, if you don't if you don't laugh, you cry right. kind of thing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And um, and you mentioned um, you know, Perry Hensel, of course. Um, I know from interviews that that was a big thing with Harder Day Come was that that sense of realism and, you know, uh, a lot of the things in that are drawn from experiences that he was aware of. Um, so th- that 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 seems to be the secret if you're going to be making mm-hmm. something uh, and you want to make it authentic, draw for real life. You will find there's so much more in in um than to than your imagination yeah the reality, some things that people go through and it will resonate with people too people yeah, yeah you can never unbelieve believe yeah. that that really happened yeah you know so Truth is that's why you have stranger to than fiction I yeah and that's why i think you have to write what you know yeah if if you if possible yeah you know no, that's why film ne- filmmakers i think need to live a life they need to go in the world and yeah yeah or find people who live their life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That, that, yeah, that's yeah. Not that's, that's why writers and directors should always remain like anonymous. Yeah. So they can just go anywhere and people will just come to or, like or that's why I guess they find a book and they read yeah, it because exactly. somebody yeah. had a life. And right, and they can just adapt that. And yeah. they adapt it if you didn't have a life. You yeah. know, but mm-hmm. you have to experience some, some stuff. Yeah. You know, but yet we all want to be a director early in our life when we haven't lived a life. <laughs> yeah, you and you have no story to tell. You yeah. have no yeah. story. T- you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you, uh, you have to go to a little avant-garde school before you could <laughs> figure things out. Yeah. Go to what? So you have to go school. to your little um, avant-garde photo. Yeah, photo well, exactly. Before, you have yeah. to go live some life and, mm-hmm. and um, f- discover different things yeah. you know, before you try. And but anyway, so... And Chris Salvich is a is a good writer. He he writes mm-hmm. in um he writes magazines and books. I think in England, mm-hmm. his name was kept on it because contractually, he wrote the first draft. He, he wrote, wrote first he, thing, he yeah. wrote the first one. Yeah, and even though we rewrote and got rid of everything, 
Carlin said it contractually. He yeah. Had, he yeah. has to stay. No, he, he wrote the cop Batman friend. And no matter what changes after that, well, <laughs> it's, it's I guess, well, that essential was outline, yeah. What, what what's 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 the policeman's name? Um, Which one? Trinity. Trinity? What are you talking about? You remember who the, the, he is a policeman who was a friend of my um, of the producer Carolyn. I don't remember. Trinity, wasn't tri- um, at the beginning of the story. How did we come by the story? Oh oh oh! Yeah, um, yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Siaga's bodyguard. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trinity. Um, I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes, yes. He is the. He's a policeman. Okay. Trinity. Okay. okay. Who just right. And if you look at his real life, he actually had to kill his brother. Don't. Oh, oh I see. Okay, okay. okay yeah, 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 yeah. The, the yeah. source of the whole He's story. He's from Trenchstone. Mm-hmm. He's wow. He's from Trenchstone. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he killed his brother in Rima, mm-hmm. which is across. Right, yeah. You know, his brother went bad, went rogue, you know, when yeah. he was on yeah, the yeah. wrong side of. And yeah, so yeah. he, unfortunately, had to. ended up, be, you know, him being a bit of a vic- you know, being a, it's a bit of a. So I think that resonated with Carolyn, the producer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She decided Original that she story. wanted to, after Dancehall Queen, that was Trinity. Yeah, mm-hmm. Trinity. Yeah. Well, the story, the story really carried through. I mean, it it, it always came back to Capone and Ratti and and their, mm-hmm. you know, their their game chasing each other and also like yeah. the the turmoil of, of having to turn against your brother. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I was just I was very very um engaged the whole time watching it because uh, it's the first time I had seen it. Um, was just this morning and um, I had been told by my father-in-law that yeah you should watch third world cups it's been on my list for a little bit so this this episode has really been an opportunity for me to seek it out um, and I, I like the first time I watched it was like I said maybe 2000, 2001 like on a VHS like I just huddled up in like my father's room just yeah. watching <laughs> watching some movie and this is the th- I've actually I've actually seen it th- um, two times when <coughs> I watched it last week and again Again last night, um, li- like he was so helpfully said, it's it's right there on YouTube for anybody. Yeah, it's yes, it is. Yeah, Blackwell put it on YouTube. I'm yeah, not sure why, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, and easy, dance easy all, access and easy. dance all queen. So I guess you know. I, yeah, I, I mean, I guess he, he's he's recouped his five hundred grand. Yeah, now, he's so by now. Yeah, he's got <laughs> it. He got yeah. back his money. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think he was after YouTube happy with that. Yeah, um, so if if anybody who hasn't seen it, highly recommend it here. Um, yeah. go see if you just type in Third World Cup, it's right there on YouTube. Don't know what the quality is like. Though, it's um, pretty good because I, yeah. I was watching it this morning on YouTube and it was it was fine for me. Um, I mean, it's it's from 1999, um, so YouTube has their high resolution yeah. for their videos. Um, so you know, it, but it 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 held up. It felt like I was watching it on VHS. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's mm-hmm. completely fine for me. Um, but. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, we really well, appreciate you. Thank you very you. much Chris for inviting me. Yeah, we, I mean, th- those are c- the stories that I feel like you can't really get anywhere else yeah. uh, if not direct from the source. So We'd love to have you back next year for Lunatic, if you're interested. Oh, for lu- <laughs> <laughs> Lunatic. <laughs> well, yeah, I was just uh, one, of the, one of the heavy lifters on mm-hmm. Lunatic. But that was an interesting film. Yeah. yeah. My, 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 f- my favorite Jamaican film, bar none. Really? Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think... Paul Campbell is incredible. <laughs> Paul <laughs> was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, he really was. Mm. It was interesting. I, 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 every time I hear the word Aloysius, I, I pop, oh, up, pop yeah, up laughing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's another low budget. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It, 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 it almost, it, it is, it, it almost felt more expensive than Third World Cup. Oh, definitely. No, yeah. no, no. They had, there's more money. They had, they shot it on yeah. film. They brought in. Um, some foreigners. They, they had a cricket scene, so you could afford yeah. extras. Yeah, no, no, they had, they had a little. They had more money. They had yeah. more money for sure. You know. And um, 
it's it's very funny the the German woman yes. the German actress in that yes she is a part of one of my uh, like like I, lo- I love lunatic and I did not realize till minute till actually this year um when we were doing an episode we watched the fifth we did an episode on the fifth element uh-huh she plays a part in that as one of the police officers in that film I did not realize until yeah she's a big big actress in Europe yeah. you know and um so you know money was they had money. They yeah. spent a little money. Yeah. You know. Well, um, we'll, we'll, we'll have you back for that for next year. If you yep. <laughs> if, 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 you, if, you, if we didn't deter you from the, the podcast, we'd love to have you back. Um, we really appreciate your, your words here today. And um, yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Okay. And thank you for having me. Yeah. Great. Um, all right. So, folks, thank you for listening. Um, we will be back next week with don't know what we're doing next week um it could be conair it could be airbud it's it's very up in there right now but it will be about a movie you can you can trust and be rest assured in that um thank you for listening you can find the podcast anywhere podcasts can be found soundcloud apple Podcasts, google podcasts uh you can find me on twitter and instagram damon michael movies bam and me uh twitter flat bammy or x as they call it now it feels disgusting x. to say which by the way it's down or it's down at the moment <laughs> it's down at the moment oh, yeah no. good for you good for yeah, you yeah yeah uh, I'm not um, sure or threads at instagram will take oh it's back up now it was down 20 minutes ago but by the time you look for it it might be down again uh, <laughs> good, good luck with those lawsuits buddy <laughs> <laughs> all right thank you for listening we will see you next week you'll hear us next week